This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I've been watching the news, any, and have seen some disturbing things on the news. We've been talking about the last days, and so many things are, are happening. It's, it's, have, how many have noticed the acceleration in things? All these signs, all these things are in the Bible. God knew. He foretold of these times. It's not to be a time of, of fear for us, but a time to draw near to God and make sure that we have His protection, that we're with Him, linked up, connected with God. Canada, uh, I know you heard the news that uh, a, a man shot one of the soldiers there just point blank twice and goes into the parliament where their president was, shot uh, 30 times there, I think four or five were injured. And just uh, really, they were saying that Canada was so affected, it was like their 9-11 and that they didn't feel safe like they once felt. We, we hear news here uh, in, in New York City with the, the man with the hatchet. How many saw that? Trying to kill policemen. And when you see the video, he runs right by a woman. I'm, I'm thinking if this woman had just jumped or anything, I, she didn't even notice. Just ran by and he has a hatchet or say... Uh, killed him. But then you got ISIS, you got all this murder, all this uh, just what we would call brutality, no value for life at all. Just slaughtering people. Uh, I saw a video, I don't know if you saw it. Like I said, I have to get away from the news. <laughs> but they, they showed ISIS had a video and four men were digging holes and the guy from ISIS is speaking and he said, these men are digging their own graves. And then they said the rest of the video showed them being killed and then put into the hole that they had dug. But the Bible says in Matthew 24, 6, see to it, when these signs happen, see to it that you're not troubled. See to it. You have to see to it. You have to be with God. You have to have His peace and His strength and your trust is in Him. And when you do, you won't be afraid. You'll know that this was coming. The Word says it was going to happen. And there's no prayer. There's nothing we can do to stop it. I believe that what we saw last week, we're to be the glorious church. That there's good things going to happen to the church. At the same time, there's going to be chaos in the world. The uh, shooting, it's very important who you link up to. This man who uh, broke up with this, this woman evidently shot her two boys point blank in the face. Killed the 12-year-old, the 16-year-old. They're saying he's going to have uh, many surgeries to try and you know, rescue him and save his life. Who you get linked up to is important. That's what the scriptures tell us. There, there are those that you rub shoulders with, but your purpose is to be a light to them. 
and give truth to them. They're not to be your best friends. You're not to date them. You're not to marry them. And you find out that you married an ISIS person. <laughs> you find that you made a mistake. We're to be wise. And the scriptures tell us that there's a wisdom available to us that even in these last days that we can live with victory and live in peace. And we talked about how uh, last, last week in Houston, how they're trying to silence pastors and they want the sermons. And what they're after, they wanted to know the private conversations with those they had ministered to and everything. So it's a lot of things going on. We have in Idaho, uh, we have two pastors who are being, uh, there's a lawsuit that they would not perform or officiate a marriage between same-sex couples. So it's happening. There's persecution coming. And, you know, I mentioned that. Are we persecuted here in America for being a Christian? And I said, no, not compared to other countries. But there is persecution. And we see it that it's, it's rising up. When you look at different people or, or movies, TV, and they really they will show a Christian as being some bubbling idiot, you know, without any common sense, just out to um, conquer people. You know, one thing, ISIS, their evangelism is you believe or you're dead. <laughs> Aren't you glad that's not God's way of evangelizing? He wants to show us his goodness, his love, and save us and give us a choice. That's the goodness of the Lord. So I want us to go back to our, our text in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and this tells us signs of these last days and, and what's coming. I'm not going to, into the detail. Get last week's CD. You can get it online or you can order it, but listen to that. In um, verse 1 it says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Talks about dangerous uh, times will be in the earth, in the world. The hurtful times, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power from such people turn away. And we turn away, we don't make them our best friend. Our purpose is to reach these, to minister to these. Now, when it says that there's some that have this form of godliness, we found out that there's a movement in the world, and it's really, it's a movement called the New Age Movement, or you could say it's the spirit of this world, and it's rising up, and it, there's a form of godliness to it. And that we have to be wise and discern that there are things that can come from the enemy that almost look godlike. 
that there's a godlike uh, talk about it, a speech about it, but it denies the power, what the power of God. It denies the power, the true power. And what this is, is a counterfeit to the real power. It's a counterfeit that the answer that we know that's only found in Christ Jesus, that the world has an answer and it's really mankind. That man can become its own God. That man can reach a place of intellect and a place of enlightenment that they become their own God. And that's really the ultimate end of what they're after in this. It says in verse 6, For of this sort are those who creep in the households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janies and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith. And we saw that Janes and Jambres were sorcerers in Egypt that came against Moses. That these were Pharaoh's sorcerers. And when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh, he said, you need to have a sign. You need to have a wonder. You need to get their attention because they were into the occult. They were into sorcery. In fact, Moses knew sorcery because he was brought up in Pharaoh's house. This was something that was common there. And what happened? Moses comes and he has the rod. He, he puts the rod down, it turns into a serpent, remember. And the sorcerers, Janies and Jambres, duplicated that miracle. They did the exact same thing. Their rods turned into serpents. But then Moses' serpent ate them serpents, ate them up, and we saw that that was like the father of their gods. So God ate their dad up, <laughs> ate their father, ate their, all their gods were eaten up symbolically in that. So we see that there's this showdown, this confrontation, and it, when it says that, that this now as Janies and Jambres resisted Moses. Now as means in the identical way and with the same methods, the same way. So in these last days, there will be a confrontation with the enemy, with light and darkness, the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light, and it will be a showdown of power, just like happened with Moses. Exact same way. Now, the good news is that this is exciting because when you know the story, you study the history, you see that God did many more miracles and the sorcerers, they could not duplicate it. Janice and Jambres could not duplicate the miracles that God performed through Moses. You remember there was the Nile River that was turned to blood and then the sorcerers in Pharaoh's house did the same thing. They, they th changed uh, and made blood. But they couldn't stop the blood. They couldn't stop the bleeding. And the Nile was the mother of their gods. And then there was frogs. Remember the frogs? There was frogs everywhere. There was frogs 
um, in their dresser drawers. There was frogs in their ovens. You had baked frog bread. I mean, there's frogs everywhere. And what happened? The sorcerers, Janice and Jambres, duplicated the frogs. They made more frogs. There's frogs everywhere, but they make more. It gets to me. <laughs> They're just, would you get rid of these frogs? Yeah. Hey, I made some more frogs, Pharaoh. But they couldn't stop it. But then, and somebody told me, said, Pastor, I like frogs. It's okay. If you like frogs, that's a creation by God. You got little frogs around? It's okay if you like frogs. If you ever feel led to worship those frogs, those little frogs that you have in your house, if you ever feel led to worship them, get rid of them. If you have some live frogs and you ever feel led to worship them, eat you some frog legs. The devil can't have our frogs. If you, I mean, God made them. But there was ten plagues, which is a number of what? Testing. And they could match two of the ten. That means the power of God will supersede anything that's ever been seen on this earth. Anything the enemy tries to do will be found to be defective. And anything God does will be shown to be awesome. That's going to be, it's going to be such a great time for the church, a glorious church. It's going to rise up in these last days. And that's what he's, he's speaking about. There will be signs and wonders from the enemy, but they'll be limited and they'll be found to be with defect. In verse 9, they will progress no further for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. And there will be this defect there. So I put down here just trying to summarize in your notes new agers and what is just some principles that you can see in the world and maybe around you just to be aware of. Number one, the first one there is a Christ consciousness. Christ consciousness. And they don't believe in the personal relationship with God. Personal God. They will tell you that they believe in Christ. See, there's that form of godliness. They will come out into their meetings and say, you're beautiful, I see Christ in you, the hope of glory. But it is not the same Christ that we worship. It's a Christ consciousness. It's an energy force. It's the universe. How many have seen Anything uh, on TV or maybe movies where somebody will go, thank you, universe. That's what they is. It's new age. You're thanking the universe's energy forces, this super consciousness that is everywhere, but they don't believe in a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you hear this, and you'll hear them say, I'm spiritual. I, now, I don't believe in Jesus Christ or I don't believe in God, but I'm a spiritual person. New age. New age. Another thing is anything is acceptable, there's no standards. Anything is acceptable. There's no definite right or no 
definite wrong. There's no set, fixed standards. That's the spirit of this world. That's the new age movement. And you can find, uh, when you research it, you'll see different things that they... It's a smorgasbord. It's like anything goes. It's, it's okay. If that's good to you, it's okay. And that is the standard of this world. If you notice that we saw the signs, one of the signs, the things that they'll be despisers of good, they'll speak of bad things as good. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing no standards. It's okay. It's okay for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's for a good cause. You know, go ahead and steal that. It's, it's okay. There's no definite right or wrong. Another thing is many ways to God. Many ways to God. The church is the Antichrist. Some of them are being bold enough now. They're saying, if you want to know the Antichrist, there is an Antichrist spirit in the earth. You know what it is? It's the church. They're calling the church the Antichrist. Why? Because we believe there's one way to God. And that's, they say that's so obvious there's many ways to God. Hinduism. Buddhism, universalist. There's many ways to God. The church is so primitive. They're, they're, they're so old-fashioned. They've lost touch with reality. And they're actually become the Antichrist. And that new one for you. <laughs> That's the New Age movement. So we're going to have in these last days this this showdown that's, that's coming. In verse 10, But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, this is Paul speaking, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Out of them all. Say all. The Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I want you to know, it will cost you to follow Christ. There is a price. There's, I know in my own life, there was people who did not want to be my friend anymore. Because I was following Jesus Christ. Now, I wish I could tell you I was so wise when I got saved. I was just, but I wasn't. I did things wrong. I, I, I'm sure I, I pressed Jesus on people. I probably did some things wrong. But there is a persecution in your own family. It can be friends, wherever it is. Because you're following Jesus. We've got to know that. Well, Pastor, I've never had any persecution for following the Lord in my life. Oh, hmm. Let me read this. All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecutions. Hmm. 
are, are you included in all or maybe we need to pray, brother, and see if there's some ungodly living in, in your life. Okay, y'all stop looking at me like that. Verse 13, but evil men and imposters will come, grow worse and worse, deceiving many. And this is uh, deceiving being deceived. Evil men here means sorcery. It's talking about a new age, a spirit, this world, this sorcery, this witchcraft, this imposters, this false teachers, false doctrine that, that are departing from truth. It, this motive or this purpose is to deceive, and notice in their trying to deceive, they're deceived. They're deceived. I was meditating on this the, the other day, the scripture, and then the thought hit me. I wonder if Satan still thinks he can beat God. That does he still think that he's going to come out ahead in this thing? He's already been stripped of all power. Does he think that he can deceive and, and somehow? And what hit me was he is the ultimate deceiver. His name's Deceiver. Why wouldn't he be deceived? Just a thought. Someone asked uh, you know, a question. They said, I don't know if, if things got really bad, if it became between me standing up for Christ or maybe dying, I don't know if I would do it. And I was reminded of Corey Tim Boone. How many remember, maybe you read this, The Hiding Place, but she hid Jews to, uh, to protect them from the Nazis. And, and her father, she had the same question. She asked her father, said, Dad, I, I don't know what I would do. And he said, Corey, when I give you the ticket uh, for the train, when do I hand you the ticket to get on the train? He said, Papa, when I'm ready to get on the train, you hand me the ticket. He said, the grace will be there when you need it from God. And I really believe that the grace will be there and we all would take that stand. So if that helps you, be helped, because there is grace, and you are believers, and you do love God. Verse 13 says, but evil men, imposters, will grow worse and worse, deceiving being deceived. That worse and worse means you had not seen anything yet, Timothy. If you think it's bad now, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. That's the reason that this thing isn't going back to the way it used to be. We're not going to all of a sudden have good morals in this country and go back to those good old days. It's not going to happen. Say, not going to happen. Uh, let me help you with this. Many people say we're going to get peace on earth. The Bible says there will be no peace. If they get peace, it's temporary. The Bible says there will be wars, rumors of wars. Kingdom will rise up a kingdom. Nation against nation will rise up. It's not going to be no peace in the earth. 
So we see as the end of the age draws near, we see these signs coming. But verse 14, but you, Timothy, and this speaks to all of us, but you must continue. You must continue. Turn to your neighbor and say, you must continue. And the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've also learned them, where continue there means to abide. A permanent abiding. Reminds me when Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask me what you will and it shall be done. Continue, abide, and learn of him. Come unto him. Remember his yoke is easy, burden light, to learn of me. Well, that's what this, the, this learn talks about being a student. We're to be students of the Word of God our entire life. Always learning and, and being a, a student of the Word. And verse 15, and that from childhood you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to, that able to means dunamis power, make you wise for salvation, protection, deliverance, healing, peace, everything that... Every promise through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Sounds better over here. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Scripture is so important. When you see the context of what is being said here, he's talking about dangerous, perilous times are coming on the earth. Witchcraft, there's going to be sorcery. Do you know you can take in college witchcraft classes? That, do you know there's classes to help you with your pornography addiction in colleges that used to be Christian colleges? Do you know things have gotten worse Things have changed. But Paul is telling Timothy, even in the midst of these perilous, dangerous times, you can run to the Word of God. You can come and have power. You can have wisdom. You can win even in dangerous times. Do you know God is still God even in perilous times? Even when things are going, it looks like going down the tubes, God is still God. He's not fallen off the throne. He's not lost his power. He said these days were coming, but he had us a plan. It's a good plan. I'm going to get to it in just a... Not next week. I'm going to do it briefly this week. Briefly. <laughs> Scripture is so important. You've got to have your foundation strong. Your foundation has to be Strong. That's the reason he said, make disciples. Be strong. And he said, this word, it's by inspiration of God. You remember we talked about, I did the balloon example, that when you breathed into it, God breathed in the scriptures, and you could take that balloon, and you could take it to a lab, and they could take the DNA uh, of my breath, my substance that was in that balloon, and they could link it to me. Well, God breathed in the Scriptures. And see, it didn't just come from God. God is in it. God is in His Word. No wonder it's infused with power. No wonder the promise of God and faith comes when you get into the Word of God because He's in it. And where He is, you have victory. Where He is, you have peace. Where He is, you have freedom. What the devil wants to do is keep you away from the Word of God. 
He don't want you to get close to it. He wants you to be so busy that you have no time for the lifeline. You have no time for peace. You have no time for joy. You have no time for the very thing that will cause you to have victory in this life, and that's the Word of God. So important. And when you see it in context, you know, we read these scriptures, but you see it in the context of the end, these last days, and he's saying, continue in the Word. Continue in the Word. And when he is the highest revelation, when he said inspired, inspiration, or God breathed, it's the highest revelation that exists. It's higher than your dreams, than an angel coming to visit you. It's the highest revelation. It's the Word of God. That's the reason when we hear something, we got to put it up against this Word because you're going to hear things that sounds godly, but it's not God. It says that it will make us, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Complete there means to be fit, to be capable, to a sufficient. It speaks of a person who has moved to a superior position. I mean, fit... And the natural is one thing, and it's, it's good and we should, but how much more important to be fit spiritually? How do you get fit spiritually? You get in this Word. You get in this Word, and you start doing this Word. Living this Word. Breathing the Word. And you get fit. It doesn't matter what storm comes, you're going to stand because you're on the rock. You are planted deeply on the rock. And you'll not be moved. The Word will mature you and equip you. The Word prepares you for whatever you face. So where are you going to do in these end times? Get in the Word of God. Get in His Word. And abide there. And let it be a permanent part of your life. Abiding in the Word. Don't do this. Take a look at this video. Don't do what this guy did. <laughs> no one knows exactly when Christ will return, but it could happen at any time, and every second brings us closer to it. That's why it's important for Christians to live every day as though it's our last day on earth. This is what I have done every day for the last three months. Wake up early, eat ice cream for breakfast, skip work, because who wants to work on their last day on earth? Tell my landlord that I don't have the rent, but it doesn't matter because Jesus is coming today. Call all my non-Christian friends and tell them each goodbye and tell them to send me a postcard from hell. Get dressed up in my nicest suit and climb up on the roof with a big sign that says, welcome Jesus, and wait for the special moment to come. I do this every day, and even though my landlord is suing me, I've lost my job, and my non-Christian friends block my calls, I truly live every day as though it's my last. These have been Deep Thoughts from a Shallow Christian. That's what you don't want to do. That's the opposite of what the Word says to do. The, the Word says to occupy. It means we're to be, we have a mission to accomplish and do while we're here. 
So I'm going to stop there. I really, I'm getting to the best part. God had a secret plan for the last days. And uh, I'm going to talk about that next week. It's a good plan. It's wonderful. Let's bow our heads. You know, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to make a decision. You need to make a choice. To not choose Him is to choose the enemy, the kingdom of darkness. But you can choose life. You can know Him. And when you leave this earth, you go straight into His presence to be with Him. God loves you so much. He's paid a price. He sent His Son to die on the cross to take your sin, your shame, your guilt, every place you missed it. See, the Christian life is not about being perfect. It's about serving and being devoted to the perfect one who was perfect for each of us and following Him. He's a good God. And he's calling you to come home to Him. Not going to ask you to come down. No one looking around. If you want Jesus this morning, maybe you prayed this before, maybe years ago, but you're not connected. You know you're not living for Him. I want you to just slip up your hand. We're going to pray a prayer together and invite Him into your life. So right now, just lift up your hand and say, that's me. And we'll pray together. Yes, see that. Any others? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Let's pray together. Everybody say, dear God, thank you for Jesus Christ. I invite Jesus into my life to be Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and making me brand new. I'm rejoicing, Lord, that I'm now yours and you're mine. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God thanks. Give us if you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.